welcome to another episode of How in the Know. I'm um, some kind of Selena. <laughs> Hi, some kind of Selena. I'm Dad. Oh no! <laughs> no, <laughs> you weren't invited. Where's Clover? <laughs> You'll never find her. No. <laughs> oh no, Clover's gone. It's just me. And guess what? I'm in New York interviewing sex workers. And um, this is a special episode of Ho in the Know, a podcast about sex work by sex workers for sex workers. Welcome to the episode. We begin every episode with a segment we call Historical Hose. This week's historical hoe is uh, Okasawara Yuko. And she is uh, one of the oldest Japanese porn stars. Uh, I got my info from nextshark.com that quoted the China press. Yeah, so some somewhat credible sources. Yeah, interesting. Next Shark <laughs> has never been my source, but <laughs> go off. Let's see. I know, I know. <laughs> it's mostly like China press because like I keep looking for. I was looking for so many like more info, more articles on the on the topic, but it was a little hard to find because um, mm. she's she's a little new. Oh. Um. So. When I saw the article via Instagram about Okasawara, I was excited because societally we think a lot more about the longevity of men's sex lives versus women's. So it kind of gave me hope to think that some old lady um, was like in one of the most openly perverted, like one of the, it gave me hope thinking that some old lady in one of the most openly perverted while like simultaneously secretive and sex shamed societies was getting into porn. Hmm. Um, what is the society? Japan. Oh. I feel like it's like kind of twofold. Like some of the most experimental, interesting porn about like all kinds of levels of like eroticism and taste and pleasure and like exploring taboos. Japanese porn can get so, so. It's hella wild. Yeah. It's the wildest of Wild West. Yeah. And I love it. I'm like fucking amazed. But simultaneously, like, get, it's all censored. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, the, it's like, we'll include like tentacles and shit, mm-hmm. but we're going to censor genitals. That was why tentacles came about. Was yeah. Yeah. So that you could, you know, show penetration kind of. But I mean, you still have to like censor the, the vulvas. Yeah. Why? Yeah. yeah, but you can show like um, them sucking on tentacles. Oh, true, true. Yeah, and you can make a tentacle quite wet looking. Mm-hmm. Tentacles. Yeah, uh, interesting. I mean, and then also like all of the great oh, panty they porn do make and like them the quite wet. Some tentacles come. <laughs> yes, there are definitely like squirting tentacles, and there also are like egg laying tentacles. Yep, that's a thing. That's a thing. Um. Anyway, Japan simultaneously it's like not cool it's like hold hands in public with your boo wait really (laughs) yeah it's like really funny i was like watching some doc stuff about it i mean it's like it's a very public display of affection Hmm. maybe that's in part like the declining birth rate or something yeah there are so many memes about like this will not help the declining birth rate um (laughs) head of what are they (laughs) Okay, keep going. Okay, anyway, so uh, Akasawara 
lived a traditional life. She married, um, she was married to her husband, who was the only person she had sex with and also the person she lost her virginity to, as much as I fucking hate the idea of virginity and that's some bullshit. Um, but she was with him until he passed away suddenly at the age of 59 from liver failure. So she was widowed suddenly and she got super depressed as one does whenever they lose their life partner. But eventually she made a conscious decision to start the making the best of her new life uh, as a single lady, albeit a widowed single woman. But yeah, single lady. Oh, no single ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the encouragement of her family, she opened a restaurant. And when she was um, working that restaurant, she met a woman who asked her if she'd ever considered getting into the adult film industry. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of like another one of those, like a person came up to me and asked if you, if I've ever done porn stories. Like that always gets me because I'm like, really, if it is just a random person and someone asked me that, well, I'd be like, I, I've considered it. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like what would happen? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like if so, the right person came up at the right time, especially like a woman, like I, I would feel a lot more comfortable having that conversation with a woman than yeah, with some guy. Yeah. So at first, uh, Agasolada like refused it. But then she considered the proposition because she'd only had sex with her husband ever. And she was like, who knows? It could be fun. So she decided to check out the studio and see how she felt being on the set of a porno. And while she was there, she was watching some young woman doing a scene with an older guy. And she like declared, she was like, if I get into porn, I don't want to be fucking some old guy. I want to fuck a young stud. <laughs> and the woman who was trying to recruit her was like, yeah, that can be arranged. Oh, nice. Yeah, so uh, Gasawada began shooting porn at age 81. Wow. Yes, and I think she's still at it, according to some recent searches. Um, How long ago was she 81? Um, I think like two years ago. Okay. Yeah, so she's she's like 83 now. Um, so anyway, so uh, I decided to search her porn, and I wasn't sure what to expect. <laughs> I was like... You know, because I, I was like, there's not much info on her. It's essentially like she got into porn and seems to be having a pretty good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, the really cool thing is that her son knows and supports her and stuff. And it's like all out there for her. Oh, yeah, that's so, so cute. It's so sweet. So, like, um, so anyway, I was like searching for her porn and I found like a couple of clips of her fucking younger men. And I was like, hell yeah. She like actually didn't end up like fucking these younger guys. And also, like, she looked like she was having a really good time. Ooh. And it was like interesting because I was like, I've, I'm never like, I've never been curious about like, old, you know, old woman porn. Yeah. I had that experience too. Um, earlier this week, I was trying to find old ladies, but you can't find that much info about them. You can just find them fucking. And, yeah. But I had that, that. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw the clips and she's like, she looks like she's genuinely enjoying herself. Like there's no, like none of the fake stuff, none of the fake moaning or anything. Just like. Her being her and enjoying sex and exploring her life. And (laughs) she seems to be like, you know, having a great time. So it's like wholesome. Right. So if you're interested in looking her up and if if gilfs are your kink, uh, please check out Ogasawara Yuko. And uh, yeah. So that's our historical hoe this week. What? do you think is like the most satisfying part of the job? Ooh, that's a hard one. On one hand, I think it's like 
the sex work community itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the people I work with are really spectacular, and we're all wonderful and unique in our own ways. And were you kind of like intro introduced to the sex work community prior? Um, eh, teeny tiny bit, not that much. It really took stripping for me to get into it. Um, but like, I kind of was introduced to it slowly, like a few years before I started dancing. Yeah, mm-hmm, like, but it wasn't a part of it. Like through your partner, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you still with that person? No, I'm not. Okay. Yeah. It's a different partner now. No partner at all. No partner. Yeah. Okay. I am flying solo and I love it. Solo, solo, <laughs> I'm like, that's exactly what I want to do. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very content. <laughs> yeah. But you said like, so um, we were talking about like you're the most satisfying part of the job. Mm, yeah. So definitely being part of the sex work community because we're so powerful and resilient and save lives of others and save our own lives all the time. And yeah. I think we're just really cool. But what really surprised me was, yeah, just the relationships I form with customers, too. And just, you know, you have those moments where it's like you really touch someone and you feel like you did so much. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have to be like anything that you really do that's spectacular out there. But just knowing there's like an energy exchange happening. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I was um, so I'm reading this book by Esther Perel called Mm. State of Affairs. Yes. And um, of course, I love Esther Perel's work and all, but she has like an interesting passage about um, so like different kinds of affairs. And one of them is like commercial sex work affairs. Mm. And she was talking about the kind of freedom of like emotionless encounters via mm. sex work. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I And I think like on the one hand, yes, I get that. But I also feel like there's just so many emotions in the club. Definitely. Like, it's one of the most emotional places that I've ever experienced. It is. <laughs> and I think it's a bit of a misunderstanding to say that it is, like, whenever you're per- com- um, whenever you're buying commercial sex work, that it is just this total emotionless place. Yeah. I, I hate it when customers are like, oh, strippers are all fake. You're not genuine. You're this, you're that. And I'm like, sure, yeah. there are strippers that probably put on a big show and blah, blah, blah. That's what they need to do. But... I'd say for the most part, like, we're all trying to, like, bring what we can to that space. Yeah, I mean, and, and also it's just, like, every club is different. Yeah. The vibe is always, always different. And also buying different kinds of sex work is mm-hmm. going to involve different degrees of intimacy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's all, like, case-by-case basis. But then she kind of goes in a little bit later to talk about, like, all of the emotional relief mm. that the kind of interactions you have purchasing commercial sex work bring like no expectation of performance the ability to be uh completely like focused upon without judgment Mm. um just knowing that that is your time yeah (laughs) um and you know not having all of the other burdens of pressures of like future expectations and past failures and all of that right yeah that's true also both exist. Both All exist. exist. <laughs> Both and. <laughs> um, what was like, tell me about an interesting private dance that you've given. You told me kind of a bit about one where he touched your head oh, yeah. and immediately like was hard and, and it was like a great experience. But there's another one. I know there's plenty, you know, it's like, right. but what? It's like they happen all the time. I just need to like. What about kink clients? Have you ever had like any, like. Nothing too like out there, honestly. I feel like the most common one is foot foot guys. Foot guys. Foot guys. I I mean, I guess 
You know what? It's funny. I feel like I don't even think about foot guys that often, but I mean, yeah. sometimes they just, you know, happen into, <laughs> fall into your lap. They do. <laughs> or you fall into their lap. With your and, foot in their mouth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, it's a strange experience having a stranger, like, have your foot fully in their mouth. It is. It's it's something else. <laughs> Are your feet especially sensitive? Um. Not really, but I definitely like having my toes sucked on. And if I could get, like, paid a lot of money in a champagne room, just, like, sit there naked and have someone massage and suck my feet, (laughs) I'm, like, all about it. (laughs) Anytime. Like, I wish all my clients were like that. Uh, But I've had no, like, really big kinks yet. No. No. I mean, you are also, like, in the first year. I am, yeah. There's so much more. So much more coming my way. (laughs) And I just, yeah, I guess I just always wonder, like, what the demographic differences are, like, you know, going in from small clubs. But I feel like it's probably pretty similar because people are just people. Yeah, they are. We're all humans. You know, desires are all just, you know, human desires. (laughs) Do you have any wild kink stories? Whew. um, (laughs) Yeah, I have so many. Um, Well, one I posted about... um, Actually, no, wait, I'm going to, so, like, there's this one guy, and uh, he just wanted me to um, make fun of his man titties and twist his nipples and um, make fun of his baby dick, (laughs) and he was like, I'll just be able to come by you being mean to me that way. Amazing. And I was like, cool. Cool. That works. Done. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Okay, wait, I did think of a kink one. Okay. I have one customer. It's nothing too wild. Um. He has this thing. He orders, like, really expensive, teeny tiny one-piece bathing suits from Japan. Ah. And so he brings them in, and sometimes he'll bring them in with yoga pants, and he'll, like, have me try different runs on and, like, <gasps> do a lap dance for him. Or, oh, my like, God. get on stage Does and do it. Does he let you keep them? No, what I wish. Fuck? I know, I know. I'm like, he's like, I'm sorry, I need it back. They're expensive. And I'm like, fair enough, but still. Fuck you. But I want one. <laughs> like, fuck you, I'm expensive. I'm going to, I'll, I'll warm up to him. I'll make him give me one eventually. Yeah, um, I mean, I need him to give you one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, agreed. I'm like, this could benefit us both, dude. <laughs> but, yeah, that one's, that one's fun. And then we do, like, some role plays in the back. Oh, like yeah. what kind of role plays? Not too many, because like role playing is something I'm really shy with still. So he was I mean, actually, I am too. Yeah, I, he was actually really sweet. He like let me practice with him, and he like mm-hmm. gave me a little scenario, and it was like I'm dating him, and um, I hung out with one of his guy friends who has like a way bigger dick, and I like fucked his guy friend, and like, oh. yeah, he like was a little upset about it, but like wanted to hear about me fucking this bigger dick, and like oh, so he's kind of a cuck. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, and he's like, so long as you like come back to me and fuck me when you're done with him. And I take mean, care that's me. hot. Yeah, no, it was really fun, dude. I like want to date a cuck so bad. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Don't. Yeah, <laughs> the dream. It's like the dream. The dream. <laughs> yeah, for oh, sure. God. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> What's your um, longest-standing customer you've had? Longest-standing customer, probably my Italian one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Almost, I've known him like maybe almost nine months. Nine, oh, wow. Months. Yeah. Yeah, I met him pretty pretty early on. Are you going to do anything to like celebrate your anniversary? Yeah, I'm sure we will. So you've known him and so for like nine months. Ish, yeah. Ish. I, uh, I'm kind of like starting to get into giving long-term customers gifts. Yeah. Um, like I have one guy who um, I've written stories about, Marcus, and um, I bought him some books. And um, so, like, one of the <laughs> – I'm kind of heavy-handed with my clients. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So the first one is on um, male depression and masculinity. Nice. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that. And he read it like cover to cover. So I'm like really proud of him. Wow. And um, what a keeper. Right. He's fantastic. And then the other book that I got is on um, like the commercialized like savior complex around Ooh. sex work and whoa marginalized groups yeah <laughs> I love that like I want to read those <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah so I'm gonna I was like so you read that one the masculinity one <laughs> I've read it before and I love this book so much the author is fantastic and then we're gonna read the second one together oh I love and that and we'll discuss <laughs> that's so brilliant yeah that's I think it's great. like a good way to bond and also like a lot of customers like want to learn and grow and I'm definitely like a teacher at heart yeah I could feel, I could totally see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm sometimes a terrible gift giver, but I know he's gonna really want to celebrate it yeah. and like do a whole thing around it, which I'm totally there for. Yeah, that's so cute. So yeah, um, I don't know. I have to think about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and it doesn't have to be anything too expensive. Um, no, I you know like a little cake with a candle yeah, on top is yeah. cute enough. You know, exactly. just a little acknowledgement. Yeah, he's kind of one of those guys where he's just like just. Having you in my presence is gift enough. And I'm That's like, so sweet. You're a sweetie. <laughs> How is the food at this restaurant? Amazing. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I hate Italian-American food. It's usually terrible and not done well. Dude, but like, same. My dad, my dad, again, is not from Italy or anything. Like, my dad's side of the family, though, is Italian. Um, and so, of course, like, there's, like, the whole, like, Italian ego of, like, our cooking is always better than the restaurants. And my dad makes a really pretty typical um traditional like pasta dish that like I've never had at a restaurant before and like he oh. makes it what is I, it puttanesca how do you how did what is it uh capers olives um it's like, like that salty really really salty garlicky like red sauce pasta okay and it's so good and can be done so wrong but he makes it and it tastes like my dad's, which oh. is maybe weird. I don't know. I kind of ate it and I was like, hmm, like, this, <laughs> this is, is reminding familiar. me <laughs> in a weird way about my father. <laughs> um, yeah, it's actually really good. Do you ever have those experiences with customers where they just like start reminding you of like paternal figures in your life? All the time. How do you handle that? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> How do I handle that? I don't know. I try to like, I mean, it, I, I don't know. Expand on the question if you can. Yeah, it's just like, so um, I have a lot of instances where I end up, especially with like older white men who remind me of my grandpa. (laughs) And it's, and it just is like a little unsettling. And then for me, I have to do like the mental gymnastics of, okay, yes, I'm remembering that, you know, this is, makes me think of this person, but they are not that person. Yes. They're a completely separate individual and, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like, a weird thing. Like, I'll have it in the back of my mind, and sometimes, like, I can't, like, fully shake the feeling off. Or, like, if somebody reminds me of my stepdad, I'm like, oh, well. Yeah, totally. <laughs> this is a feeling. But, um, but like, I'm still going to make my money. Of course. And I'll just, you know, be like, well, that happened. Yes. <laughs> Fortunately, like, no one has, like, really had a character like my father or, like, a personality or look like him, which I'm, like, so thankful for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so um, glad I haven't yeah. had anybody who's like my proper biological father. Oh God, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Definitely, just like tuck the feelings away. You know, yeah. a lot of it is generational. Like because we listen to so much rock in my club, it's like so many songs I grew up to, like listening with my father, and I'm kind of like, eh. yeah, <laughs> it's like gonna like shove that to the recesses of my mind. Yeah, you do have to kind of have that 
professional distance yeah. about it. If you want to get paid. <laughs> yeah, if you want to get paid. I mean, how do you kind of get used to touch and all? Is your club like... Does your club have, like, specific limitations on touch? Like, you know, you have to be six inches away from a customer at all times. You can't be on their laps or you have to have a foot on the ground. Like, or is it just kind of freewheeling? It's kind of freewheeling. I feel like there probably should be more rules, and they've slowly over the t- over time been, like, broken. Yeah. <laughs> like, when we reopened, it was supposed to be no contact or, like, the customers can't touch us. It's only one way. Uh. We could be on their laps. We could touch them. Mm-hmm. But their hands on their sides. Yeah, yeah. But that has totally changed and no yeah. one follows that. Do they, like, permit, like, nipple sucking? Again, technically, no, but does everyone do it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> does anyone go around and stop us? No. <laughs> yeah, is it, it's just, like, one of those unspoken things. Exactly. It's just, like, we're charging more for dances in this area. For like, sure. And guys are guys, and, you know, it's, like, it's obviously up to everyone's discretion what they're comfortable with. But, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, and it's also, like, that, like, there's, like, a progression of, like, what your comfort level is, I think. Always. Like, whenever you were, like, super baby stripper, like, how was it kind of getting used to that touch? Um, I was truly unfazed by it. Mm -hmm. It did not bother me at all. (laughs) And, like, my first shift, I was like, let me grind on some dick. Like, I'm ready. (laughs) I was pumped. Um, Yeah, no, it did not bother me at all. I mean, it's definitely taught me about, like, a lot about, like, what's okay and what isn't, for sure. Which was, like, you know, always a little shocking when you run into those moments. But yeah. Always, like, manageable and, like, no one that's ever, like, really crossed my boundaries. And, that's like, so nice. And too insistent, so I'm, I'm lucky there. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Do you, um, oh, um, okay, so, like, there was, like, a thing that a recent guest said that was, um, you know, like, you need to get ready for a certain thing. So, like, one of them is, like, some guy's going to try and finger you. Like, some guy's going to, like, jizz in his pants, like, yeah. while you're on him. Like, have yeah. you gone through, like, those various things? Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Varies from, like, the club. But, again, for the most part, like, if I'm like, hey, we can't do that, yeah. <laughs> they're, like, usually pretty okay with it. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. I mean, I think it's interesting, too, like, whenever customers are very communicative about, mm-hmm. like, I'm villages in my pants. Yeah, yeah. How do yeah. you handle that kind of thing? Because, uh, so, for uh, context, I had this happen earlier this week or last week this old guy and I was like really surprised that he was able to like come on himself considering how old he was he was like Mm. very elderly man he's just got it going yeah and he was also very sensitive like Uh, preemie ejaculator type dude Mm -hmm. and so he was like okay so you know be really gentle because I will come very fast (laughs) and he's like when I come it's not going to be a lot, just a very little, so you don't need to worry about getting oh. wet or anything. I just want you to know. <laughs> That's so sweet. It's yeah. Like, Thank you. It was, like, very specific, it. and I was like, okay. Yeah. And and he did come, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. And nothing visible, no yeah. wetness or anything. It was sure. just like... And I also didn't even feel like he had an erection the whole time. Oh, well, something so, worked, though. So, you know, like, there's something very mysterious about, like, later, like, elderly male sexuality. Yes, Yes, definitely. I was also reading about how, like, most studies about, like, male sexuality are done on college-aged men. Well, that's not really useful. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, so, that's a small portion of, like, so it's the kind male of, spectrum. Exactly. <laughs> it's, like, very much kind of tilted toward, like, men are horny all the time. Yeah. Only one, one thing, and that's sex. Yeah. But then it doesn't really account for, like, the variety of right. feelings and concerns as one gets older and yeah, has longer-term bonds and stuff like that. Yeah, but for sure. Anyway, it's that sidebar <laughs> side. 
<laughs> have you ever had like customers explicitly be like, I will jizz in my pants during this dance at some point? <laughs> um, actually, no, funny enough. And usually I don't let them come if yeah. I'm just doing lap dances. And uh-huh. I do mostly lap dances. I don't really like sell a whole lot of champagne rooms, like uh-huh. just not at my club necessarily. Um, I'm like way more of like lap dance and stage money kind of person. Yeah. And like... I don't know, unless you're getting a lot of dances with me, like, I'm not going to let you come. <laughs> you yeah. got to take a champagne room. <laughs> you got to pay way more for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the worst is, like, whenever somebody doesn't tell you. Yes. So, yeah, that's <laughs> not How good. have you handled that situation? Um, luckily, it hasn't happened often. I more get stuck with guys who, like, young guys who might be too drunk and, like, their crotches are just, like, soaking wet. And I'm like, they smell, oh, like, God. piss and jizz. And I'm like... Dude, what is up? Like, what Dude, did you do? That has, that has happened to me before. Yeah. One time, I, like, this guy, like, really wanted to get, like, a half hour with me. And then, like, as soon as I get to him, I, like, sit on his lap and it's, like, wet. And yeah. he's, like, oh, yeah, some girl squirted on me. Uh. And I was, like, what the fuck? Like, like could who you warn me? Like, who doesn't prior? say something about this? Right? Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah, like, that's... you're a fucking psycho. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. Uh, I don't mind if you, like, if something happens during the dance. But, yeah, the surprise of, like, you're like, I'm going to get some money. This is going to be great. And then you're like, ew. <laughs> and it smells weird. Not yeah. Bad. What's, like, an important lesson you've learned working at the club? I mean, obviously so many. But for me, really, it's just been, like, be genuine and authentic. Mm. Have fun. <laughs> Don't try to be something you're not or someone you're not. Maybe that works for some people, of course. Yeah. Um, teach their own. I but. think, yeah, everybody to each their own. Yeah. I'm pretty genuine at the club. and Me I know, too. But I know a lot of people who are much more, like, heightened, high femme. Sure. Yeah. And, like, playing into even, like, porn stereotypes. Like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I definitely, you know, I have, like, a very different persona in there, but it's, like, always an extension of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm also a terrible liar. Yeah. I just, like, cannot do it, which is, like, maybe not great for the job sometimes, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, like, like, I can't be anything but what you see right here, right now. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, I think that's reasonable. I think I'm also, like, not an especially good liar, mm-hmm. or I'm also kind of a bad actor, even though I am acting. <laughs> Like, to be real. <laughs> you know, I try. But it's hard to, like, fully invest in a different persona, like, in a completely different persona. Yeah. Or even to come up with, like, a completely different backstory for yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you tell customers about yourself, like, in a genuine way? Yeah, I do. Yeah? I really do. Especially if they're asking, like, a genuine question. Like, I love that opportunity to be like, oh, you actually want to know something beyond what you, like, see right here right now mm-hmm. um and I really appreciate that so yeah. what's like your least favorite question that customers ask oh my god I have so many it was funny I saw this question on your list and mm-hmm. I like was like I don't really know maybe I don't have a favorite question and on the drive down it just like came flooding through of all yeah. the questions all right. I hate <laughs> um yeah. I really don't like questions that like imply that stripping is a bad option or like my plan b or something i need to move on from especially because i have like a prestigious i guess college degree and guys are like well you have to do something else and i'm like well no i don't like i'm full-time like sex worker career and that is what i will do until the day i die Mm -hmm. and i'm very confident about that and yeah and i also hate questions where guys are like what are you doing after this like Mm. let's be friends i'm like 
I just walked around for seven hours in nine-inch heels. Exactly. I'm tired. I want to go home and, like, not talk to anyone. Like, I don't want to hang out with your stupid friends. (laughs) Yeah, like, you and your stupid friends who only gave me, like, 50 bucks. Like, like, no way in hell. I don't care if you have a nice hotel. I don't care if you have a boat. I don't care if you're going to take me to a five-star restaurant. Yeah. Like, all I want to do is leave here and go home. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I'm not going out and partying with you. (laughs) It's, it's like, such a terrible question. I also, like... I also hate whenever people, like, want to, I don't know, like, just try and find ways to, like, get me outside of the club or to, like, pay me, but, like, not enough money. Yeah. Or, like, they try and recruit for things. (laughs) We were talking to (laughs) our tech about it, and he's um, looking for strippers for music videos, and and it's kind of like those are one of the nuisance things that happen at the club. Yeah. It's, like, especially, like... Um, rappers or other like rock musicians who just want really? like a crew of strippers for a video or in, in LA it's like a specific thing like guys will be like I work for like HBO and like I have an entry to like meeting all the execs and like if you just come out with me like yeah. I'll take you to like the Grammys and I'll take <laughs> you to the Golden Globes and every other place and I'm just like no thanks no thank you that sounds so exhausting to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to do any of that. I don't. I don't. And it's like, just because you're there doesn't mean it means anything. Yeah. But. I also have like such a small group of friends outside of here. Like what makes me, what makes you think you're so special? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, no offense, but like really. And I think it's just like shows this like lack of understanding of like the grind of the job. Like, because we are essentially like party facilitators. Yeah, for sure. So like people think that we're like, just always on the vibe to go and party yeah it's like no we're still human like we still need to sleep and relax what tips would you give for like somebody who's interested in dancing like do some research for sure how did you research did you use like stripper web no I didn't I don't even know that's a thing now like what oh okay so (laughs) what (laughs) uh stripper web I think it's like stripperweb.org or something like that and um it's like this really old like html page um, that is, like, just a database for kind of all your FAQs about dancing and getting into the club and stuff. Like, something that I learned from it way back when I first started was, like, picking your name. Oh, my God. It was, I like, they're, like, pick something that's, like, a regular girl name. Otherwise, it'll be, like, you know, it'll become this thing that you constantly have to explain and sure. you want to explain as little as possible. Fair enough. And it was also, like... Another thing was, like, limit your time to only, like, two to three songs per interaction. Hmm. Like, if you're dealing with new people, because people know, like, they're going to make that decision within that time. And any right. longer, you start wasting your time. Yeah. No, that's true. It just well, all I will now be suggesting like that. that every, <laughs> I'll be on that later today, probably. Um, I think I watched a lot of, like, YouTube videos. Oh, nice. <laughs> a bunch of strippers who posted, like, first time stripping. This is what you should or shouldn't do. Oh, that's so, so cute. That sweet. I like that. Yeah. I, um, I always kind of wanted to have one by a stripper that was, like, a good lap dance video. Yeah. Because I, like, looked, I, like, searched for, like, lap dance videos, and it was all just, like, how to give your husband and right. a lap dance. <laughs> like, no, that's not and what I want. it didn't make any sense. It was just, like, first you step away, and then you stick your leg out sensually. Oh, my goodness. And you do a little <laughs> twirl in front of him, and you flip your hair, and then you dip forward, and it's just, like, no. That's, yes, that's exactly what we do. That's sound, <laughs> no. Yeah, that's exactly what we do. <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, doing that, I just am, like, wondering, like, what 
husbands are into it that way. Because, sure. you know, like most men are kind of socialized, like heterosexual cis men are socialized to have strip club experiences. Sure. So, like, if they have ever had a lab dance before, <laughs> yeah, that's not like, what how are they going to react for. to this? Like, it's so like <laughs> off the wall. <laughs> it is. I would love more information on like, like similarly, like what to do in champagne rooms. Oh yeah. Fun little things to entertain them over time. Totally. It's always something I struggle with for sure. Yeah, I mean, champagne rooms. It's like that amount of time. I mean, fifteen minutes is totally doable, yeah. but whenever you get to like an hour or yeah. even 30 minutes it's just like I feel like I'm just chafing the both of us yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah some things I I know are just like you know taking your time getting undressed or whatever yeah if you take off clothes during those dances mm-hmm. and also taking breaks sure yeah just drawing everything out <laughs> I'm drawing everything out but it's still like it depends on the person mm-hmm. what's your self-care routine like um oh that's so hard I don't know I feel like I've gotten really good at just like incorporating little things all the time like I don't feel like I like have a go-to routine like a lot of it is like the stretching and eating I was talking about mm-hmm. a lot of it's like therapy and Pilates and like monthly massages stuff like that those are all important those are all great answers yeah (laughs) (laughs) I guess I don't think of it as a routine of just like this is my life now like I have to do this if I want to keep stripping (laughs) otherwise my body will fall apart yeah how do you feel like I mean we are both you know college educated Mm -hmm. strippers how do you kind of handle the the stigma of you know, knowing that you're a person with a degree and all those expectations and, but also like choosing a path that is so like radically like taboo. Yeah. That almost is what kept me from stripping actually. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I'm meant to be in this space. Like something about it feels weird. And then I was kind of like, that's silly. <laughs> like yeah. that's not necessarily a reason not to strip. Um, I definitely don't like wave it in people's faces. Mm-hmm. If people ask, I'll tell them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, Definitely, like, really aware of things that people say that are problematic, whether it be, like, clients or other dancers or management. Um, And I kind of just, like, try to keep myself in check and not go all, like, teacher on them, you know? Yeah. Like, how do I talk in a way that, like, people will still understand no matter, like, where you are in life or your learning process? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I kind of try to keep it to myself, though, unless someone brings it up. Yeah. And I mean, like, internally, like, do you ever have those conflicts? What do you mean? Do you ever, like, I mean, you know, I, I even s- struggle sometimes with myself, like, like um, just validating myself and validating my work. Mm. Um, like, because you have a degree, like, if this is the work you should be doing? Yeah, or maybe of? just, like, you know, um, just comparing myself to my peers mm. and, like, where they are in their career lives and all of that. Even if I know that everybody's struggling with different degrees of, like, capitalism sure. and oppression and, and you know, maybe we have, like, one public face, but, you know, our internal life or, or the, our work-life balances mm-hmm. or maybe not, like, you know, maybe they're not able to have that, but I have, you know, great things. But, yeah. but just kind of internally, do you ever have that kind of questioning? Um, not too often. 
if anything, I really more go towards like, man, I wish I stripped sooner or I wish I didn't go to college. <laughs> oh, Halfway through college, I like wish I didn't go. And then yeah. I was like, well, I already accrued so much debt. Like I need yeah. a degree to get a real job. Yeah. Real, real at, at that point, it's like, yeah. you know, you just need to make it or otherwise it's just, yeah, it's kind of a waste. Yeah. But. And then I ended up stripping anyways. So <laughs> <laughs> are you out? Yes. Very. That's so cool. Very, yeah. My whole family knows. Oh, nice. Everyone I talk to knows I don't hide it at all. So. How did your family handle it? They were a little shocked at first because I kind of hid it from them at first. And, like, I've always had a really open and honest relationship with my family. So I think my mom was, like, taken aback that I hid something from her. But also that it was that oh, I was, like, doing sex work. Um, I love that she was more concerned about you hiding something. Yeah, she that's was. That's, like, a good mom. That's a it good was. mom. It was. Yeah, I'm so, so, so lucky. Um, <laughs> I have a really great family. And, like, it's been a learning curve for them. My sister was, like, has been a go-go dancer before and, like, kind of dabbled in that. So that wasn't shocking for her. Cute. Um, But, no, both my parents have, like, acclimated really well. And, honestly, at this point, my mom is just, like, so fucking happy I'm doing well and that I'm happy. And she's like, that's all a mother could want. So (laughs) they're precious. Yeah. And my dad will be like, what are your clients like? What do you do? Like, what's the stage like? It's, like, really amazing. I love these, like, very kind of, like, open-ended, non-judgmental questions. Yeah. Like, all it sounds like they just care about knowing you and being part of your life. They really do. That's I'm really just, like, beautiful. endlessly grateful. What and they're dream. older, too, so I'm just, like, good for y'all. Yeah. Like, keep breaking down, you know, Break the down all the stigma. Yeah, all, you exactly. Know. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm I'm amazed and, like, I <laughs> already love your parents. I've never met them. But. They're really spectacular. <laughs> My mom even sticks up for me if someone's, Aww. like, says some weird shit about me. So I'm like, oh. That's so nice. Grace. <laughs> I love you. Mama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, tearing up. <laughs> What's, like, the strip club climate like in your city? I mean, I guess it's kind of a small town. Do you, Are there yeah. any other clubs in the area? No, not in our area. Do you guys ever kind of talk about, like, labor rights where you are? Uh, Yes and no. Not in, like, the form of unionizing necessarily. There are people that are talking about it, but not specifically in my club. Mm -hmm. Um, We do have employee status in Massachusetts. Oh, Um, interesting. So do you get paid hourly? We do. do. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Not – actually, every club does do that. Yeah, we do. We have, like, a tip minimum wage set up right now in my club. That's so cool. Do you still have tip outs? You don't my, have tip outs? My club is really amazing. And I mean, it's small, but there's like no house fees. There's no tip outs. Everyone gets paid sufficiently. And they're like, unless you want to create that culture, like the owner was like really specific when he bought the place. He's like, I want y'all to like follow that culture if that's what you want to do. Like I always tip my bartender, which is really the only person I have to tip because we don't have a DJ. Yeah. Um, but there's no tip outs. Nothing goes to the management. I mean, obviously they're like, um, like they always get a cut of dances and stuff like that because that's standard. But yeah, we don't have to pay anything to work there. Um, the owner takes really good care of us, honestly. He's surprisingly great, which I'm, like, still, I'm, like, you know, waiting for the shoe to drop. I'm, yeah. like, what are you going to do that's fucked up? But mm-hmm. he's actually been really chill, the new guy that we have. So I'm, like, hmm, this that's is odd. That's so dope. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, like, you know, a lot of the stuff that you want unionizing, it sounds like, you know, you yeah. have a pretty decent environment. Yeah. Yeah. I need to know, I don't know anything about it, but I would love to know more. Yeah. <laughs> My I mean, therapist is always, like... Do you need connections? I know who you could go talk to. And I'm like, okay, hold on. Really? <laughs> Baby steps. <laughs> yeah. Like how so? 
Uh, what do you mean? Like, what kind of connections? She just knows people that know about unionizing or just, like, stuff in the area. Oh, so yeah. she's, like, interested in, like, the labor unionizing efforts. She is. She's, like, very, like, social justice-oriented and, like, interesting. wants all that good stuff That's for so everyone. interesting. Yeah. Do you feel like it ever gets, like, a little bit, like, savior-y? For my therapist or yeah, anyone? from your therapist? No, never. Oh, that's good. No. So it's just, like, generally, like, open-ended, yeah. like, if you ever feel like doing that, yeah. you ever yeah. want to unionize, I know labor people. Yeah. Just, like, out of a way of, like, y'all should be not saved, but, like, y'all deserve rights, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, cool, thanks. Awesome. Agreed. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to do some rapid-fire questions. Yes. Okay. Okay. What kind of police just do you wear? Um, mostly, like, eight-inch, like, standard, like, clear heels or black or boots. Oh, like really? Big leather boots. So, like, strappy sandals or yeah. boots? Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Are you a pole f- work person or a floor gal? Both. My club right now, the poles suck, so I do a lot of floor work because that's what it's, like, ah, made for right okay. now. Yeah. Are your poles spinning or static? They're static, but we're trying to change them to one to spinning. Um, last song you danced to? Oh, God, I have no idea. <laughs> Some, like, crazy house EDM song that a oh, friend nice. put on. <laughs> Word you don't, like, name you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> how often do you wash your outfits? Um, Like, once a week. Ooh. Yeah. How many shifts do you work per week? Only, like, three or four. So I only wear an outfit, like, once, you know, once a shift. So okay. it's, like, nothing goes reused, really. <laughs> do you, uh, are you one outfit per shift or multiple outfits per shift? Multiple if it's busy, maybe one if it's really slow. Do you have a work wife? Not really. I'm pretty independent. But every once in a while, I get, like, paired with someone, and, like, we work well together. She used to be my manager at my Vanilla job, which is really funny. And then we both started stripping. (laughs) So we work well together. I love that. I love that. It's Um, cute. The most money you've made in a night? Um, Oh, it's funny to say, because everyone's going to be like, I make so much more than that. Whatever. Um, $2,400? That's not nothing to sniff at. That's great. As a baby stripper, I never made that much. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, it was all from from one dude. Hell yeah. Um, If you had a daughter or son who wanted to be a stripper, would you support them? I would encourage them. Oh, I love it. Go do it. Live your life. Fuck school. Fuck capitalism. Yeah, right? (laughs) Fuck school. Fuck societal standards. Fuck Go get naked. Get paid. (laughs) Have fun. I feel, I like just, like, that there's this, like, true radical attitude about, like, with strippers, I think. Yeah. Like, to truly be able to say, fuck it. Yeah, I love like, that. Like, fuck you, fuck your expectations. Yes. I do what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what I love about us. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Yay. Thank you so much for your time Thank and vulnerability. You. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A certain odeur can bring you back to a certain time and place. Nostalgic, carefree, innocent. Maybe it's floral. Maybe the scent of burning wood. Maybe, just maybe, it's the humid plume of subway air. It poofs into your face as you're looking down, scrolling through your phone, and suddenly you know the wait is over. Your train is here to sweep you away. From the creators of Garbage Day, introducing subway air. There's nothing more comforting than knowing your garbage is going somewhere far away from you. (laughs) Don't we all get a tiny thrill when we see all the cans lined up in front of everyone's houses? I know I do. Garbage Day brought you comfort. Subway air brings you excitement. Where are we going? I don't know. But we gotta take the F to the A to the G to get home anyway. Enjoy that My Train Is Arriving relief every day with Subway Air. Love it. 
<laughs> Honestly, though. This one weird trick will get rid of all of your student loan debt. They don't want you to know the secret, but we're here to give it to you. Did you know that you could call Sally Mae and say that you want to physically carry your loan debt for the rest of your life instead of becoming a wage slave? It sounds crazy, but it's true. <laughs> Sally Mae will chisel your debt amount into a giant boulder that you can tie around your waist and wear for the rest of your life instead of worrying how you could possibly pay off 200000 in student loans when you make less than 2000 per month in your entry-level position. Debt is inconvenient. A giant boulder strapped to you is a little cumbersome, but much more manageable. We can even negotiate for a giant wheelbarrow to carry the boulder, but you have to call yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Selena the Stripper. You can follow me on Instagram at Pretty Boy Girl. You can uh, subscribe to the Patreon at The Real Pretty Boy Girl, and that really goes to paying for our studio costs. Um, if you want to email us, you can email us at hoeinthenow at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram for this, and it's at hoeinthenow. And uh, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ho in the Know. Thank you. Bye. More money, I want your money. I want more money. 